Hi, I'm Brett Robinson. Welcome to the Redeeming Hope Podcast, where we share biblical truths that'll give you real hope. What is real hope? It's a hope that is relevant, energizing, authentic, and linked to Jesus. Morning, it's Drummond Robinson speaking. Today, I want to speak to you, follow up really with a series I did just recently uh, about being positioned. And today, I specifically want to speak to you um, about being positioned in Him. I was reading from Ephesians chapter 1, and I was just astounded again how often it talks about being in Him, in Christ, and the benefits of that. You know, when we understand that as a Christian, we are in Christ, it revolutionizes how we see ourselves. It revolutionizes our self-image our identity, how we understand our value to God. It affects our choices, our our thoughts, our words, and our actions. You see, we can easily become confused with good things that are said, um, uh, you know, even in Christian circles, and we can become confused in our thinking. But so, so often we use words like, well, I'm just seeking God. I'm praying to God. I hope God will help me. I'm crying out to God. I'm desperate for God. Now, you know, in in themselves, those things are not, they're not bad because we do cry out to God. But we have to be careful that the understanding of those words do change our perspective because so often we find ourselves living, and we also use these words, you see, that we are struggling with fear. So there are many people that live in fear. You know, when you're living in fear, then mo- do you have thoughts most of the time, often during the day, the fearful thoughts, anxious th- uh, thoughts, uh, thoughts of loneliness, thoughts of weakness, thoughts of rejection. Um, you know, when you think about those things on a regular basis, at least every day, or you know, maybe even a few times during the day, or if you maybe even live in fear, then that displaces and aborts our position of being in Him. You know, John 15 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain, that word remain can also be used, if you abide, if you dwell, in me, and I dwell in you, you will bear much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. You see, when we are not in him, we are weakened. Our position is aborted, and we find ourselves struggling through life. Desperate, you know, using words like, I hope God will help me. I'm crying out to God. I'm desperate for him. Now, it says, if you abide and dwell in me and I in, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If, it continues, if you remain in me, if you, there's the word in me. Let's use those words in Christ. If I remain in Christ, if I remain in Jesus, Jesus himself says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, my words, Ask whatever you wish, it will be done for you. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. And then Jesus finishes that sentence and says, Now remain in my 
love. And I'm just, you know, working through this in my own life. You know, if I'm remaining and abiding in his love, do I position myself, do I deal with life from a place of desperation, from a place of um, always trying to get to God? I, I, in fact, I see three types of situations, three types of, of um, positions we adopt as people. Often, we are, I see people, and in, in, in my own life, I've gone through this. You know, we go through situations where we're trying to get to God. If I can just get to God, if I can just get to his presence, if I can just get his favor, if I can just get his blessing. So there are those who are struggling to get to God. Then there are those who couldn't get about God. You know, they're just in the world. They're doing their thing. They're making their money. They're having their relationships, um, whatever it is. And, or they're fleeing from God. You know, they just don't feel that God um, came through for them. They're disappointed with God. And they just really, you know, don't want anything to do with it because they cannot take another failed promise, you see. And then the, the thought, third type, the people that are centered in him. So you're either trying to get to him, you're walking away from him, or you're centered in him, where Jesus is the center of your life and you centered in him. And that's what John 15 is talking about. It says, now remain in my love, because on that day, you will realize when you remain in my love, Jesus is saying, that I am in the Father and you are in me and I am in you. That's John 14, 20. I am in the Father, you are in me and I am in you. Now, Jesus put such emphasis on that. Surely this is something we've got to focus on. This is something we've got to grasp in amongst all the other things that you're trying to do in life. Let's grasp this thing. Jesus is in the Father, the Father is in him, we are in Jesus and he is in us. In fact, it carries on and says that if you love me, we will come to you and make a home with you and we will sup with you, we will eat with you, we will dwell with you. If we love him and keep his word, he will come and live in us, with us. Now, and from Ephesians chapter 1, this is what really struck me just the other day, you know, it starts um, in, with Paul saying, uh, uh, Paul, I'm an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God. And he says, I'm writing to this to you. I'm speaking this to you, to God's holy people in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus. So Paul is writing this to the faithful in Ephesus, to those who are what? In Christ Jesus. And he says, praise to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. So now we look at the amazing promises from Ephesians that we need to go and meditate on and read over and over and over and over and begin to declare them into our lives so we move from information to transformation. All right? He says, He has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Christ. Now, if we have received every spiritual blessing when we abide in Christ, we don't have to be desperate for Christ. We don't have to run around saying, you know, chasing after Christ. We don't have to try and see ourselves as always struggling to get to Christ, hoping Jesus will save us, hoping he will rescue us. We have to be in Christ. And in Christ, we have, according to the word, 
we have every spiritual blessing. For he continues and says, For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ. God the Father predestined us for adoption to sonship to Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will so that we might live for his glorious grace, which he has freely given us as ones who love him. And then it continues and says, in him we have, so now it already says that in him we have every spiritual blessing, but now it continues and says more, in him we have what? The redemption through his blood, number one. The forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. This is powerful. We have the redemption of his blood. We have the forgiveness of our sins in accordance with the riches of his grace. In him, it continues and says, we were chosen. In him, we have been chosen. Now, God has chosen us and placed every spiritual blessing upon us as we are in him. Then he's not going to forsake us. He's not going to have a relationship with us where we are begging to be in his house. My children, as I've raised them up, dwelled in my house. They didn't have to beg me to be in my house. They inherited and they lived in the blessing of everything in my home, in my protection, in the love of Linda and I as parents. So we were chosen, um, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we, who were the first to put our hope in Christ, might live for the praise of his glory. And you, Ed continues and says, and you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is the deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession. So when we believed, when we were included in him, we were marked with the seal of the Holy Spirit. So you see, living in him is not something that we just think about and hope about and try and do all day. But when we choose and lay our lives down before him and say, Lord, become my Lord and become my Savior, we are received into him. And then we are, um, our position is guaranteed and empowered by the Holy Spirit. We are sealed with the Holy Spirit. So, so it's like being in a house. When I walked in, when I walk into my home as a family, we sit in a home. The rains may come, the winds may blow, the cold may come, the heat may come, but we are protected. We are in the house. It's it's a, the roof is over the house. If the house is built on solid ground and it's strong, then we don't have to fear when we are in the house. We are like sealed in the house from all the elements of the universe that would come against us in the storms of life. So Paul continues and he says, because of these great statements, because you know we have been received every spiritual blessing in him, we've been sealed by the Holy Spirit, we've been included in him, we have, um, we have been brought into sonship. He says, for this reason, says Paul, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I've not stopped giving thanks for you 
remembering you in my prayers. And I keep asking, because you see, the, thing, the thing is, you see, the truth is, we've been de de deposited in him. We've been positioned in him. We've been guaranteed a, uh, um, the, the seal of the Holy Spirit. We've, been, we've received every spiritual blessing, but there's a growth in our understanding of that. You know, we, we are evolving from one degree of glory to another. We are learning as we mature in him what we deal, how we deal with things and what we choose to even deal with, you see. And so Paul says, for this reason, I keep asking the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, that he may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. You see, we need a spirit of wisdom and revelation about this position that we have in him, that you may know him, it says, that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and the incomparable great power for us who believe. Now, this does not speak to me about people who are struggling, people who are desperate, people who are crying out. And he says, you know, Paul says, although these are truths, we need to mature in this. We need to grow in it. We, and he says, I'm praying. I'm praying for you. And we should pray for ourselves if we do pray. Father, I know that I am in you. I know I'm positioned in you. I'm at the center of you. And the promise of the Holy Spirit is upon me. But Father, give me a spirit of wisdom and revelation that I may know you better. I pray that the eyes of my heart may be enlightened in order that I may know the hope to which you have called me, the riches of your glorious inheritance in me and your incomparable great power for us who believe. See, that power is the same as the mighty strength that God exerted when he raised Christ Jesus from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly realms far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also that which is to come. And God has placed all things under Jesus' feet and appointed him to be the head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who dwells, who fills everything, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. So Paul uses this expression in Christ Jesus over and over again. He's saying God has taken hold of you and placed you in Christ Jesus. And in Christ Jesus, we have received every spiritual blessing. All the blessings included even through Abraham that we've received through Jesus Christ. You know, I heard the analogy once when I first became saved of somebody who said to me, now take a piece of paper, write your name on the paper and put that paper in the middle of your Bible. You are now one of the pages in, that, in the Bible, one of the pages in that word. You are in Christ. Where the book goes, you go. You know, the, the book can't go anywhere without you. You can't go anywhere without the book. You are a page in the word, in the covenant. And the word, the Bible is God's covenant of love for us. You are totally in the book. You know, it's like say, I said just now, when, when we are in, 
in your house, when you, you're totally in your house, you're protected from the rain, the storms, the wind, the heat, the cold. But you've got to choose to be in the house or out of the house. You see, I can be out of the house crying, can I come into this house? Will you let me into this house? My children didn't have to do that. You know, they might have, they might have knocked the door if they didn't have a key, but they, but they came in and, and the door was closed and the windows were sealed and they were protected. Psalm 91 puts it this way. It says, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High, when we dwell in the shelter of that house, and that house for us is the Most High God, says we will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. When we're in that house and the wind is blowing and the strains is coming and the storms all around us, we rest. We rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Who, when we dwell in the shelter of our Most High God, then we will say to the Lord, you see, in the midst of your storms, in the midst of your struggle, in the midst of your anxiety and of your fears, it says, then you will say to the Lord, you are my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. I am in you. I am in Christ. What about this situation? I am in Christ. What about my marriage? I am in Christ. What about my children? You know, who you know, who's struggling through different things? I am in Christ. What about this illness I'm facing? I am in Christ. I will say to the Lord, you are my refuge. You are my fortress. You are my God in whom I trust because I am in you. Carries on in Psalm 91 and says, because he loves me, says the Lord. Let's rather use the word or in addition to because he loves me. Because he is in me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me. I will answer him and I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Isn't that beautiful? Because he loves me, because he's in me, he knows he has a spirit of revelation of being in me, says the Lord. I will rescue him. You see, I think we've just got to walk in life knowing that we are in Christ, abiding in his love, walking in his word and obeying his word and knowing then that Christ's Love for us is so immense, so great, so strong that he will rescue me. I don't have to pray to God to rescue me every day, every moment of every day. God help me. God help my children. I mean, I understand, you know, that we pray for one another. I understand we pray for our children, we pray about situations. But when it becomes a desperation, it puts us into a mental position of being out of him, wanting to get into the house. And that's a wrong you know, position. We pray from, a, from, a, from being in him, in the house. We're in the house. We're in the book. Our name is on a page. It's in the book. We pray from that position because then I can get up in the morning and say, thank you, Lord. Today you rescue me. Today you lead me. Today you guide me. Today you protect me. When, when, I, when I need you, Father, you are with me in trouble because, you know, we encounter troubles. We encounter challenges, but we are in him. We are with him. We are protected by him. And it says, I will show him my salvation. I love that song. It says, In Christ Alone. It's a song by Keith Getty and Stuart Townsend. And I just encourage you. I wish I could play it for you today. It says, the whole song is it's named In Christ Alone. And it says, In Christ Alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, and my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of peace, 
when fears are stilled, when strivings cease, my comforter, my all in all, here in the love of Christ I stand. I find my strength, I find my hope, I find my help in Christ alone. I encourage you today, just get before the Lord and see yourself in Christ. See yourself held in the palm of his hand. See yourself in with him in the Father's presence, in his house, the house that protects us from the storms and the winds of life. We're not struggling to get to him. If you've given your life to him, if he's the Lord of your life, then we are positioned in him. And it says we inherit every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. So Father, I pray for each person that has heard this message today. I pray, Lord, even for myself, that I will continue to have a greater revelation and understanding of what it means to be in you, to dwell in you, to abide in you, to know your love, and to have you, to abide in you as you abide in me. Give us a greater revelation of that, Lord. Help us to mature in our understanding of that, Lord, that we'd not be tossed any more to and fro by the winds and the storms of life, by the thoughts and the and the media statements that are put out that put us into a continual place of anxiety and worry and stress and rejection, you know, and desperation. Father, thank you. No matter what I go through, whether I'm standing in the fire, whether I'm walking through the waters, your word promises the waters will not overwhelm me. The fire will not consume me. And we see many instances in the word, Lord, where this takes place. Father, open the eyes like Elijah prayed for his servant. Open his eyes, Lord, that he may see. Open our eyes, Lord, to see our position in you and knowing that we are surrounded and by the armies of heavenly hosts every single moment of our lives. We are positioned, we are held in you, we are loved by you. Your grace is upon us and we we thank you for that today, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Meditate on this. Make it part of your life. Walk through this day and the weeks ahead in the full assurance and confidence of Christ in you, your hope of glory. Amen. Hi, I'm Brett Robinson. Welcome to the Redeeming Hope podcast, where we share biblical truths that'll give you real hope. What is real hope? It's a hope that is relevant, energizing, authentic, and linked to Jesus.